The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, turn it up and kick back, Chicago people. The Popo Report is back Saturday night, WLSAM 890, 7 o'clock, Loopy and Paul. It's Lupe. Lupe and Paul Cialino. That's the first time in 40-odd weeks that you mispronounced my name, Paul. I'm lazy, man. It's just a lazy... <laughs> it's, not mis- it's not on purpose pronunciation, right? It's, it's a whole lot easier for to say Loopy, though, right? Or Loop. I just go Loop. <laughs> loop. loop. What's up? <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. It's all good. Hey, we, we got through the 4th of July without too much carnage. Well, there's a lot of carnage, but not too many deaths. Right? Yeah. Five. Right? Just, just a handful. <laughs> Shout out to the Chicago Fire Department paramedics out there stopping that bleeding and keeping them breathing, right? Yeah. Yeah, they keep them, man. They keep that, that big stat down. And we're down overall. But, ooh, the Tribune wrote a column the other day, bro. Said a superintendent don't get a handle on this stuff. You got, you got to go find someone else. <sighs> you know, I man. They just wanted to stir crap up. Out there, you know? stirring it up. This is so silly. Listen, the, number one. We're fans, right? I mean... Yeah, we're big fans. The dude works 24-7. I never see him not out there. Yeah. He's always in uniform. He's always out there. He's he's at every bad, you know, incident. Yeah. I don't think he sleeps. And he's kicking it. He's working his tail off. Yeah. And we... Listen, the shootings are the... Listen, the, 25 superintendents have had the same problem. And guess what? It, the fixing it is not a police issue. The police aren't going to fix this shooting problem. Yeah. The police react. They don't prevent. They prevent by being there, by, you know, being out in the street and being active. But, hey, they threw 1,200 extra guys. Nobody got a day off last week. No. CPD, man, everyone was humping in the heat. No. Here, about that article, I think the, the, central, the central argument that they were making was... Uh, that uh, he's got to think out of the box. He keeps blaming everybody else for whatever happens in the city. That he and Lightfoot are just two different people. They come from two different backgrounds. She's, uh, you know, former federal prosecutor. He's, uh, he just, you know, police officer went up through the ranks and they're just not gelling. And it's going to, it's going to come a time, according to, you know, the author of the article, where Lightfoot's going to have enough because, hey, we got to be. You got to think novel. You got to you got to introduce new ideas. You got to be proactive, not just policing, but as far as you know, let's let's think about what we can do instead of being defensive. Well, and blaming anybody else. I think they're doing a lot. They're out, listen. They're out there knocking on gangsters' door, going, "Listen, you're going to get shot tonight. Stay home, or better yet, uh, come sit with us. We'll we'll take care of you for the evening, so you don't get shot." I, that, that's pretty proactive when they're mm-hmm. out there telling the bad guys, listen, we know you're a target. They're coming after you. We want to prevent that from happening. I, if you want to suspend civil rights, you could think out of the box. You know, and I know the mayor comes from the federal background and U.S. attorney and University of Chicago. And Eddie comes mm-hmm. from the housing projects. He comes from the hood. All right. Uh, yeah, they're different people. But guess what? Uh, remember a guy named Jody Weiss who was an ex-Fed that came down here and got his ass kicked for his entire uh, term? 
that didn't work out too well yeah. thinking out of the box. Because guess what? That's not the problem. And it, I, I'm telling you, man, I think it was a cheap shot. Yeah, it sort you know? of was. It and sort of and was. it stunk rank of politics as somebody didn't like Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, there has not been a harder working or more dedicated guy. Do we agree 100% of everything he does? Absolutely not. But... But, man, he's out there trying. He's out there swinging for defenses every day. He's trying to save people's lives. He's, he's listen, we know how hard it is, man. Yeah. You've you got civil rights yeah. people all over you all the time. You've got the federal court watching you and every every civil rights attorney in the city waiting to jump up and sue you. It, it, it's not an easy job. And, and he's got a balance that's really rough. But I'm, I'm telling you. I think he's doing everything he can that's humanly possible. I mean, we got two, 264 uh, total homicides to date last year. At this time, we were at 315, according to Hey Jackass. They're down 51 from where? That's 51 less funerals. I'm on the, I'm on the uh, Funeral Directors Association probably uh, over there moaning and bitching about not having enough mm-hmm. cold bodies rolling through the door. Uh-huh. That's a pretty good stat. It is. Now, of course, we, we got to give a lot of credit to the Chicago Fire Department on that stat, but... Uh, Saving a lot of lives, yes, yeah. and the emergency mm-hmm. room docs and nurses who, uh, you know, pull them literally from the brink of death and, and save them. There's a lot of working parts, but, you know, they're trying. They are really working hard. The, the homicides are down, and they're still shooting. But, hey, hey, we got alligators in here. Before we get to the alligators, uh, uh, there, was, there was this one tragic death, actually, uh, that happened. Uh, Akilah Addison. She was related to uh, Felon Smith. You know, we, uh, we talked yeah. about her last week. Yeah. That was the yeah, woman who uh, was struck by a red line as uh, she retrieved her dropped cell phone. Right. I mean, how tragic is that? You, oh, that family, man. Huh? How much can you take? Family, how much? They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then a week, and then she gets shot in the head. Yeah. And that's another problem. A lot more women are getting shot these days. How brazen a, is a that? More. I mean, listen, it, it, women and kids traditionally been untouchables, but. You know, nobody's at the range practicing. They're all out there shooting like lunatics, and they don't care where that bullet goes. And a bullet doesn't care where it goes, right? Yeah. And and it's poor marksmanship, and I don't care, right? I don't care if I kill somebody that, that doesn't need to be killed or is not involved in my thing. And so this tragedy loses a tragic a family member gets killed on the L tracks, and less than a week later, was it her aunt? She was uh, Felon Smith's niece. Okay, so it was her aunt that got killed on the train tracks, mm-hmm. and then her niece gets shot in the head. Right. 22 years old. You know, I saw I saw another aunt, I think, talking about it. I mean, you just... She's pre- yeah, she's preparing for one funeral, and right. then, then a week later, she yeah. has to deal with another uh, death in the family, yeah. another tragedy. How do I you mean, catch your breath? And in this city, it's not uncommon for family members to be victims. No. But not, usually no. not that close together, right? No, no. But, hey, we got bigger problems in Chicago. Something lighter, right? <laughs> we got yeah. a bigger problem. We got we got a gator in Humboldt Park. And I got news for you. A little bit of Florida in Humboldt Park. There's right? a lot of gators in Humboldt Park. A two-legged kind, okay, that will bite you and shoot you. But th- this one's actually a real gator. And it's become a tourist attraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> and they, they got traps, all right? Listen. Let's go get us a couple Cajuns from down in Louisiana. They'll come up here with some chicken neck bones and, uh, uh, you know, a little twenty two rifle. and might not be able to bring it into the city, but put them out there in their little duck boat, and they'll go catch that gator for you. Still evading capture by, uh, <laughs> what's that guy, Gator Bob? <laughs> well, they're calling him Gator Bob, right? Are they, oh, no, Gator Bob's the guy that's trying to catch him. He's trying to catch him, yeah. I, I, I seen Gator Bob on TV. Don't look like he's from, he, don't look like he's a Cajun guy. <laughs> <laughs> or a Florida guy that, you know, used to trapping and killing gators.
He's actually been. He's uh, he's done this before. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've never done it in Humble Park before, my friend. Okay. In, in two thousand <laughs> in two thousand and ten, Alligator Bob captured uh, an alligator in the North Branch, Chicago River, near Belmont Avenue. Two thousand ten. So he's, he's, he's familiar with this problem in Chicago. Nine years ago. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying not an expert. <laughs> Got lucky once, right? And they're hoping he gets lucky again. <laughs> it, with all the people out there, it's more likely a Latin king's going to catch the gator before uh, Cajun Bob does, or Gator Bob. Get some alligator <laughs> shoes out of him, maybe an alligator belt. He could, he could become a belt in the hood over there real quick. All right, Paul, thanks for starting us off. My nonviolent supporter of deferred prosecution, low-level partner in crime. As the Chicago Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, more to come, including... An old guy gets arrested for threatening to shoot up his workplace if fired. Guess what, Paul? He got fired. You better not do that. (laughs) And uh, we also report on a man who has a hard time outrunning a fork. We will explain. You've been listening to the Chicago Pope Report on WLS AM 890. All right, Chicago Popo Report, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Saturday night, WLSAM 890, 50,000 screaming watts, people, coming at you every Saturday right here. You don't want to miss it. And if you do, hey, WLSAM.com. Just go there. You can listen to it anytime. No traffic, no weather, no news. Just Lupe and Paul waxing eloquently. So we're going to... That's a lot of watts, Paul. 50,000? 50,000 watts is huge, my friend. It's big stuff. Man. Anyways... Jussie, J- our friend Jussie is back in the news. This guy is a regular on our show, Paul. You sound surprised. Think he'll come in? Think he'll let We're us trying to get him in. We should have him come in. I want, I want, want him to explain to me how he identified these two guys in hoods as white dudes. He's seen their white skin, he said. And I'm going to tell you, them two Nigerian brothers, hey, they weren't too white. No. <laughs> right? Uh, that's one of the inquiring questions I have. But Jesse's lawyers want to move the Chicago lawsuit. He's being sued in Chicago for $130,000 in overtime paid to the uh, CPD guys. And they want to move it to federal court because Jesse no longer lives in Chicago. He's a Los Angeles resident. Blah, blah, blah. Not going to happen. Not going to happen? Not going to happen. There's uh, two ways you can you can uh, argue this in federal court. There's a federal question involved arising under federal law or there's a diversity of citizenship and uh, uh it's the damages of 75000 or more, correct? Right. Don't you think they meet that burden? Uh, they might meet it, but the fact is it's a, it's a local case. It's a Chicago case. It's, the federal judges are not going to want to get involved in this thing, man. They're not going to be, oh, wow, let's do the Jesse Smollett City of Chicago case. Let me tie up my docket with that for a year. So uh, a Chicago attorney would basically say, listen, Jesse... Stop forum shopping and just do your shopping on Michigan <laughs> Avenue because it's not going to happen. Well, Jesse's lawyers, I'm sure, are not on retainer but being paid hourly, and they don't care. They will uh, beat this horse until it's uh, ashes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of motions filed in this case before a case ever gets heard. It's called billable hours, Jesse. We're going to come up with some novel ideas to, you know, <laughs> get you the best outcome possible. Let's try this strategy. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get a lot of... See, they're, they're mad because, you know, Kim Fox just dumped this thing, cut the deal of the century, kicked them down the road. And these guys are like, whoa, whoa, we, hard, we, hard, we didn't even start billing yet. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> the city, you know, said, uh, yeah, don't, not so fast. We're going to sue you. And they're like, yeah. And now what, we're, we're talking about re-indicting them on other stuff. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Now there's, there's more work to be done. Uh, there's gonna be a lot more work to be done, right? So just Jesse, lot lot of Jesse stuff up in the upcoming year, folks, or two. It's gonna be bankrolling a lot of attorneys. And then another old friend of ours back in the news. Ah, uh, Mr. Drew Peterson. Drew Peterson, the family of Drew Peterson's ex-wife, wants to resurrect a wrongful death lawsuit uh, that had filed, but it got dumped. And why did it get dumped, Loot? Well, I, I guess the, uh, I don't know, the yeah. the attorney um, he missed, a, uh, missed a court date <laughs> he because, he was, gig, because he was sick. I got to tell you, in a case like this, you pick up your little cell phone and you'll call the judge's chambers and go, Judge, I'm sick. I, I got, need a date. I got diarrhea. All right. Whatever the problem whenever, is. Whenever there's a problem, always blame it on diarrhea. That's right. You'll get you'll get a lot of sympathy. You'll, you know, I, I, I've been there. I, you know, I, I feel you. <laughs> but this guy didn't show up. The case got dismissed. It didn't get refiled for some time. Right. Uh-huh. And and now he's trying to resurrect it. Uh, Peterson's attorneys are like, it, uh, there's no case. We've got nothing to really say. And they say, besides, we got deep reservations about whether he's actually guilty. <laughs> They're still <laughs> fighting that losing battle, right? <laughs> well, I, I think criminally he's done, done. Right? Uh-huh. He's sitting in Terre Haute in a hole somewhere. Of course, he, you know, what does he care? <laughs> Go get a judgment. Well, I mean, he c- compounded his problems by putting a hit on uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, what's what's that guy's Jim name? Jim Glasgow. Jim Glasgow, yeah. prosecutor in Will County. <laughs> He's got the best, he's best like hair. I Jim's, mean, Jim's got great hair, man. He's got great white hair, or a little bit of gray, you know. <laughs> and, and he's a big weightlifter. He's a, he's a pretty, pretty he's big in shape. Guy. He's a big yeah, dude, uh-huh. man. I'm, I'm pretty sure in that case, Jim was never real worried about Drew Peterson taking a hit out on him. <laughs> but, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Glasgow like, was like, please, please. We, we know what words followed by please, but... We can't say it on regular radio here. Drew, please? Yeah, yeah Drew, please. Please, Drew. Please. Come on. Come on. Come on now. You're killing those prosecutor, <clears throat> But he got convicted of it. So uh, if he didn't get enough time in the first case, he certainly got enough one. He's never getting out. He's done. Well, Luke, our next story. We liked this story last week, right? Uh-huh. We had the dude in, in one of our finer little towns in northern Illinois. Walks out of the hospital. Get a little walking in with his uh-huh. I, IV pole, his IV bag. And winds up getting himself arrested for disorderly conduct. And what is disorderly <laughs> conduct, Paul? I mean, I don't, whatever I mean, the popos say it is at the moment. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, do you think our you think our people out there know what exactly the disorderly conduct beef is? Well, it's it's something that moves quite a bit from low range to really high range. I mean, mm-hmm. You're sitting there screaming and yelling in the popo's face. That's pretty disorderly. Yeah, it's it's called disturbing the peace or engaging in unreasonable conduct that alarms or disturbs others. Well, there you I, go. It's unreasonable. Accuse me of stealing an IV pole when I'm in the hospital and walking around in a gown. That's, That's unreasonable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're 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 upset that you get you get stopped by the popo. Yeah, your emotions are are high, and plus the popo, they're not supposed to. Get their peace disturbed. It's pretty. It, it should be pretty hard. Well, I, we have a pretty hard, high threshold, though. So. I would imagine it's pretty peaceful up there, right? And our, our guy Shaquille Dukes. Where was this in LeBron? Up, up, up there in LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. No, it wasn't no? in LeBron. <laughs> that was another city. Another okay. case. Freeport. Freeport. Yeah, it was Freeport. But hey, the Freeport city manager, uh, he got another police department to look at his police department's work. I love when the popo call the popo to investigate yeah. for him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, come investigate this and tell me I'm okay here. And predictably, 
The other police department said, you know what? That was a good arrest. That was a fine arrest. Excellent popo work on your part. Okay. Well, that's better than having your own popo investigate you. You're, you're having a different popo <laughs> you know, investigate you. The popo agency does investigate themselves, but Freeport, they probably got like, you know what, six popo. Yeah. And they probably all answered that call, so they couldn't actually investigate it. So they got another equally small popo department to come in and say, hey, you guys are good. Great arrest. <laughs> Nothing to see here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I got to tell you something. I'm I'm getting I'm guessing Mr. Dukes is going to get a check at some point for this. You'll get something. Yes, you I could, hope so. You could find him guilty of what, whatever you want. He's going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you're going to like this next one, Paul. We got this. Uh, we've got a lot of. We got a huge Florida theme on the show today. You know, on, on top of the show bro, bro, and at the bottom, bottom got, of the show. We got a huge Florida every week. Every week, but <laughs> in particular today, we had the you know Florida alligator because they're just in Florida, right? No. And but but <laughs> but this lady out of Largo, Florida, she was uh, arrested for hiring fake. Imp- you know, goes payrolling essentially, and she's pocketing the money. That's very Chicago-y. Yeah, I, I applaud her for yes, that. Yes, yes. Maybe, right. maybe she has applause. family in Chicago. Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking there's a relative, <laughs> or, or maybe she's actually got internet access. Reads the Tribune. What about sixteen hundred dollars? Yeah, uh, Marquia Nelson. Marquia thought she had a pretty good sham going over there at Dunkin' Donuts. She was a manager. Mm-hmm. A highfalutin Dunkin' Donut employee, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had that ghost payroll going. They caught her. She had to, you know, she's got some life expenses she had to, you know, account for. She was just not making ends meet, so why not? Bro, she didn't, the Chicago way is go big or go home, okay? She had a fake employee making eight sixty five an hour, okay? That, 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 that would not cut it up here. That's right, Paul. We're going to cut it up right now. We're going to take another break and hit the hole. When we come back, we got that old guy who gets arrested for threatening to shoot up his workplace. It fired. And guess what, Paul? He got fired by his workplace nonetheless. We will get into that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WS AMA 90. Welcome back, sports fans. Chicago Popo reports Saturday night, WS AM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, and folks, can't listen to us live. Pick it up at WLSAM.com anytime you want. You get to listen to it 24-7 over and over and over again. I know I never do, but you might want to. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm getting a bunch of text messages and... Uh... And calls, hey, can, where can we uh, pick up the show? Hey, just get on the internets and, you know, hook up, uh, look up a podcast and you'll yeah. find it. Once, once they figure out the podcast, all right, they like it. Mm-hmm. It works, right? In many different formats, yeah, not yeah. just Apple, but, you know. Because we, we know Saturday night there might be a few other things going on besides the radio show, right? Yeah. So we like that podcast stuff. It works out well. As long as you got a radio show to back up that podcast, all right? Because any, anybody could have a podcast. Technology is amazing. We're a perfect example of that. But we got a radio show, too. Hey, you be shooting at the police, man. You're going to lose that gunfight about 99.9% of the time. Because why? Because the popo practice. They go to the range, Generally, actually. yeah. Yes. They're supposed to be practicing anyways. <laughs> but, Paul, bullets are, prag- bullets are expensive. Yeah, not really. They're not that bad. <laughs> Guns are expensive, but bullets aren't that bad. But, hey, listen, a Chicago guy found out about it. A Chicago man found out about it. 
this past week, uh, decided to get gangster with the popo on her, both at the funeral home. What happened, Luke? What happened out there in East Chicago? East Chicago. Have you ever been over by there? I'm going to tell you, man, I have worked out. East Chicago is a tough town. Is it? Yes, it is. They shoot out there. It's not east side of Chicago? It's no, no, no. It's East Chicago? East Chicago, yes. Mm. It's not the east side of Chicago, but it's not far from the east side of Chicago. No? Nah, five minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's right over the border. Right over by there? Over by there. Over by over by the 10th Ward. Well, the traffic crash <laughs> investigation it turned into a shootout. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Something as simple as, you know, a car crashing into either another car or, uh, you know, some object. Usually uh, doesn't wind up like this. but well, Once again, at 3.50 a.m. in the morning, huh, East Chicago. Nothing good happens after midnight, people. No, 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 no. And it just a black Lexus crashes into a telephone pole in an alley. And the popo show up, and you know, including canine units. I mean, come on. Yeah. Then another black car comes in, aiming right for the popo. Oh, not a good idea. No, no, no. Not a good idea. And so, of course, somebody got shot. Terrell Coben Davis, nineteen. He was involved in a shooting prior to that. It was bad. Dead yeah. bodies everywhere on this one, apparently. Right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, people. It's, it's generally it's not going to turn out well for you to start shooting at the popo. Okay, so uh... no, it isn't. It's not good, and you will get killed almost every time you do that. If you don't, it's a miracle. And the, the next guy found out. And this was early in the morning last week. Oh, this yeah, was, uh, that, that kidnapping. This, yeah, this is like... a good uh, off-duty Chicago police uh-huh. group, right over on the uh, north, north side over there, Belmont, and like around Central. Yeah, 6200 block of West Grand. And uh, off-duty cops sees a man and a woman running down the street handcuffed together. That's kind of odd, right? (laughs) It's a clue. There might be a problem. Maybe there's a movie shooting and he didn't know. You didn't see the trailers out Uh, there? Not a big movie shooting area, right? It's not River North, my friend, okay? (laughs) So, but being a sharp guy, our uh, off-duty CPD guy goes, Hey, (laughs) what's the problem? And they go, we've been kidnapped. And he goes, come here. (laughs) Really? Really? <laughs> he didn't mind his own business. He did not mind his own yeah. business. But for lucky for this couple who got kidnapped out of Elgin, on, and this is where the story gets a little dicey, right? They get kidnapped by somebody who knows them. You know, let me say it. When these things happen, it almost always revolves around drug money or owing money. So, middle of the morning, down the street in handcuffs, I got kidnapped. You know, the off-duty guy, he's got to be a little suspicious of this. He's his, his, what do you call it? His spider senses. Spidey his spider senses. <laughs> spider senses are jumping all over the place. Are these good guys? Are Sorry these about bad that guys? disconnect, Paul. <laughs> it's okay, because I didn't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> which which is often the case in this show, right? You know, you usually end my sentences, and I usually end your sentences, we're but like, at that moment, you know, we, we, yeah, we had a We're like an old married couple, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get yelled at for ending your sentences. I, nevertheless, the... Uh, off-duty guy uh, gets the real pope. The uh, on-duty guy's involved. Yeah. I mean, that's a long drive from Elgin, you know, kidnapping someone. I mean, if you're going to... Once you kidnap and kidnap someone, it's usually involving drugs, you're going to do something about it. I mean, well, why, dri- why drive such a long distance? Well, they went to 6200 block of West Grand Avenue, okay? To, uh, to a, uh, a three-flat, it looked like, uh, from the photographs I saw, where mm-hmm. known to have outrageous parties and... You know, craziness going on frequently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's not too far, okay, <laughs> to the west side of the city and the uh, far west side. And uh, and and then the guy, Louis Vasquez, he's the kidnapper, 42. But uh, Louis's got a background, doesn't he? 
Yeah. Yes, Louis. Dozens of charges in the past 20 years. Yeah, Louis is a real outlaw, all right? And uh, he decided he wasn't going to get arrested today, didn't he? Maybe he was a Sicario working for the cartel? I don't know. I don't know who he's working for, but he's not working any longer. (laughs) Those worldly problems do not affect Louis at this time because when he... uh, Pulled his gun on the popo that showed up. They lit him up, and he is gone. He is no longer amongst us, as they say. I mean, no, I doubt if it was a Sicario. They would have just thought, they, they don't mess around. They don't kidnap and, you know, drive people around. No, they kill you. They and just then, kill you right then and there. Then ask for the money, right. And ask, for, ask your relatives for the money. <laughs> right, because if you don't give me the money, I'm going to kill you, too. <laughs> yeah. And so usually somebody's going to get paid when they show up. Yeah. But uh, Louis got smoked by CPD. CPD guy's on 30-day uh, paid vacation. While this occurs, right? Enjoying the summer. Yes, yes. It was, by all accounts, a good shooting. No one should be complaining about this one. Good job. Now we got that guy, uh, Mr. Edwards, uh, uh, threatened to shoot up a Morton Grove company. You see the company he works for? Now, this is is pretty harsh when he works at hospice. And for those of you who don't know or are uninformed, hospice is where you go when you're really, really sick and you're getting ready to die. And they try to make you comfortable with Mm -hmm. uh, copious amounts of morphine Mm -hmm. to send you uh, into the next world. Uh, not so much pain. Usually, a listen, a very good place. People doing great things there. He's an employee at the hospice, and he tells him, what's he tell his fellow employees, Luke? What's he do? I mean, his fellow employees who narked him out, he's telling him, you know what, I'm going to shoot up this, uh, I'm going to shoot up the joint. I'm going to shoot up the hospice, okay? Everybody's dying that's in there except the employees. <laughs> You're going to shoot all the people that are dying? This is This is not very nice. You know, who knows what the context really was. Maybe he was, you know, just in jest or, you know. He said he was kidding. I was joking, he said. I mean, you're amongst friends, you know. Come on. I'm, I'm going to say that our, just, boy, our boy Terry's kind of a disagreeable sort <laughs> that was not well liked by his fellow employees. Because they called the Martin Grove Popo who came out and I uh, got a statement from Terry and promptly arrested him. And, and Terry is currently unemployed. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, yeah, you, you initially said, I'm going to shoot up the place if they fire me, but guess what? <laughs> you're Now you're arrested. You can't say that anymore. And okay? still fired. Hey, and a, a big criminal case here is he didn't have a, f- a firearm owner's ID card, commonly known as the FOID, right? He had a rifle with no FOID. It was probably a collector's item. I mean, uh, it, was, it, was, it was probably a hunk of junk that hadn't been fired in 40 years. Uh, folks, you can't threaten to shoot up. Your place of employment. Would this be a disorderly conduct beef? That's probably what he's going to wind up (laughs) taking a hit on. $50 fine out the front door at the old Skokie Courthouse. See you later. I mean, they're going to look at his background. Has he ever been arrested? You know, know, his rap sheet's pretty lean. So let's just go light on this guy. Let's let's give him the Jussie Smollett treatment. He's going to get the Jussie's treatment, I believe. (laughs) All right, Paul, we're going to hit the hole when we come back. We got a story out of Rogers Park. You know what we say at the end of every show, watch your six. That includes everybody, okay? We will get into that. You've been listening to the Chicago Pope Report on WSM 890. Ah, the Pope Report rocking you Saturday night, folks. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLSAM 890. Chicago. Saturday night, huh? We're cooking now. Now it's warming up. And Stevie Ray. Strumming a little bit to get, you know, get, get you in the mood, Mama. Is that Stevie Ray Cyrus? Or Daddy? Isn't that Stevie no. Ray Cyrus? <laughs> the great Stevie Ray Vaughan. Should have stayed out of helicopters.
Oh, he's no longer with us. He's no longer with us, oh. unfortunately. Tragic loss to the music world. Uh, yeah. That sounds pretty good. I like wanted it. to get out of town, man. He was the best, brother. He's the best. He's up in Rogers Park. Might be less stealing and assaulting going on. <laughs> Everyone be at the concert. Every now and then, yeah, Rogers Park hits the uh, front pages. You've been hitting it pretty frequently lately. What's actually, going on up actually there? Actually, a lot happened last week. Well, we got yeah. this uh, 26-year-old woman who was getting off the uh, Morris Red Line heading home. It was 1.30 in the morning, though, and uh, she wasn't watching her six. And she gets home, and um, <sighs> she dude. gets sexually assaulted by yes. a dude. Yeah. Not, hey, hey, but he had a black leather jacket with tin cup on it, okay? Yeah. I'm guessing that's in reference to the movie Tin Cup. You think he had a bit partner? I doubt it. Huh? Maybe she watched a movie. Maybe she could pick the dude out of a movie lineup. I mean, but the, I mean, did you see pictures of this guy? He's pretty recognizable. I mean, he's a you know yeah. male black, yeah. about five seven, you know, five ten in his twenties, and uh, he had a very recognizable haircut. Um, <laughs> he's got the leather jacket. He's got with the leather cup jacket on. with tin cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many dudes are out there running around with a tin cup jacket? Yeah. I've never seen one. You know what else I seen in Rogers Park, Paul? This happened last week. A horrible DUI crash Ooh. right by the uh, right by Loyola. You know, on Sheridan Avenue when you're going northbound and you make that I you do. make that left hand turn onto Devon Avenue and then you mm -hmm. keep going. But right as that turn, didn't quite God, make the turn. He didn't make the turn. I've I've seen a lot of DUI crashes, but not like this one. Yeah, this guy, this guy hit. There's a there's a little wall right there as uh, you make that turn. No give he hit in that, the walls. He hit that concrete wall. Ooh. And uh, he was ejected from the... Uh, ah, no seatbelt either. From the windshield. <laughs> and here, look, here. He was wrapped around a small tree. His clothes were just like... The sheer force of the impact tore his clothes off. He was naked outside. Wow. That's moving, man. That's and The car went up in flames. That's physics really working there, huh? You hit that, you hit <clears throat> that concrete wall and then you hit a tree. Didn't survive on taking it. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Huh? I mean, the guy was... Clearly intoxicated, you know. I, I, I feel a PTSD claiming coming oh my <laughs> from God. members of the CPD who had to work that scene. You know, Loyola police, they they, they got on scene and, uh, I mean, they had their fire extinguishers before the, uh, you know, fire department got there. I mean, this guy was toast. And thank God nobody else was in there. They were looking, oh, they were yeah. looking for other bodies and, you know, the, uh, the bushes and, you know, that general area. But it was horrible. People, hey. I've I've seen stop the drinking and driving that oh, could happen yeah, to you. Tell you. I've seen people <clears throat> in accidents who come out of their shoes, clothes come off. That force, yeah, I mean, is unforgiving. Yeah, yeah, unforgiving. Can you imagine the force? Yeah, try, trying to take off your clothes in general sometimes is a little challenging at yeah. two o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah, uh, but when they come off you involuntarily, wow, that's that's you're in trouble, right? You're in big trouble, folks. Don't drink and drive. Popo report telling you, hey, if you get caught, it's going to cost you about 10K. Uh, get your license back and legal fees and drug alcohol counselors and the whole thing. And, or really bad news, you kill somebody else who's not drinking and minding their own business. Mm -hmm. And, or you kill yourself and leave your family behind uh, to deal with that mess. So don't drink and drive. Yeah, it happened. Uh, it happened uh, early morning, around three in the morning. So, yeah, nobody uh, was around. Luckily, call a crime family yeah. Uber to be glad to come get you. Yeah. Take your chances oh, with God. them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great point, Paul. Great point. Yes. Well, and we had another problem with a sexual assault, at Millennium Park. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, you get your you get your cell phone snatched out of your hand, but I mean, listen, folks, let's not go running after the yeah, perp. Let's stop right there. Okay? okay, let's assume you're walking down the street. <clears throat> 
and someone grabs your cell phone, what do we do, Luke? What's what's the wise choice of action? You just, you know, hey, let's get another one. <laughs> you just find out where the nearest Verizon, AT&T, or, uh, you know, cricket store is, and go fetch yourself another phone. Because what happened, this 27-year-old woman decided she was going to play popo and get that phone back. I mean, she's right there at the uh, the lake in a state red line. He snatches the phone. This is four in the morning, and he goes. He, she runs after <laughs> him. Like I mean, bad decision after bad decision. The sun doesn't rise up till about five, right? Right, right about right, now, right, five. five. It's still right. dark, people, and yes. it's it is it is downtown loop. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, come on. <laughs> Listen, she's a track star, and she figured she's going to run this dude down and get her phone back. Not a good idea. At four a.m., my guess is she's not, you know, coming off of work. Coming out of one of the clubs, going home. And yeah, she was on a mission. You're not going to take that phone from uh, me. I'm no. going to get that phone back. But she, got she wasn't thinking correctly, right? <laughs> not at all. I'm sure and her blood alcohol might have had something to do with that. But what happens to her? Uh, she does catch up with the guy. She does run him down. And she gets herself sexually assaulted for her trouble. Hey, you want your phone back? Oh, by the way, why don't we do this before you? <sighs> yeah. She didn't get her phone back either, did she? And they did not, not catch the dude around. who sexually assaulted her and stole her cell phone. Now, I like the next story's a lot better happy ending. <laughs> it's this guy. I love when the gangsters think they could talk on the phone from jail and nobody's listening. What happened? There's no privacy in, uh, in jail, Paul? I got to tell you, every time you receive a call from an inmate, and I have received literally thousands of them, the first recording comes on and said, this phone call will be recorded. <laughs> and there is no expectation of privacy. And it's coming from a correctional institution. It involves yeah. ingoing and outgoing calls, that, right? That, well, no, there's no ingoing calls <laughs> at a correctional institute. They can only call collect if they have phone <laughs> privileges at the, any given moment. And this guy, apparently, uh, he had a bunch of phone privileges because he made about a thousand calls to the girlfriend. Right? It's a lot of calls. It's a lot of collect calls. And why is he in jail to begin with, Luke? Because of said girlfriend. Isn't that correct? <laughs> yeah, a little little domestic beef. Well, of course, this guy, uh, A, now he's out in DuPage County, okay? Uh, they don't like long criminal histories and this sort of thing. So you're going to go to jail uh, with high bonds for stuff that in Cook County you might be out in eight hours, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. In DuPage County, they're gonna they're gonna drop that big number on you, and you're not gonna make bond, especially if you're depending on the person you beat up or assaulted to post bond for you. That didn't stop him from calling or her from accepting a thousand phone calls from him while he's locked up. What's he tell her while he's on the phone in jail? Loop. I love this guy. He's dumber and dumber. I'm gonna tell you how to play with me. <laughs> In a threatening tone. Yes. I'm going to tell you how to play with me. Uh, you better not be showing up to testify against me, right? Uh, and what's he in jail for? Choking her out. He choked her out. Yeah. So she was unconscious. And what does she... She's got a great line. Uh, what did she say she saw? The devil and death. <laughs> I saw the devil and death. Not a good sign for her, I'm guessing. I mean, I've never been choked, but I mean, yeah, that's pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, you'd see something, you'd see quite a few things. Your life, the life flashing before your eyes, probably. <laughs> and he just said, all she's got to do is not come to court. Mr. Spivey said, heard saying in one recording, I bet, you know, the Popo and the state attorneys in DuPage County are sitting there listening and going, how dumb can this dude be? So, of course, now not only choking her out, uh, he's got all this added stuff. And Judge Brian T. Lender, guy I know very well. Ah, yeah. He dropped 15 years on this dude, man, for, uh, for an assault on the girlfriend. And guess what? I think he's got to do 85% of that. 
They don't mess up there, huh? This, this is a dude who did 20-something years for a murder in, in his Department of Corrections. He's mm-hmm. out. He's living in sunny Naperville. That was his first mistake, moving to Naperville, okay? And he chokes out the girlfriend. He gets 15 for it. He landed, hit him, rolled the big number on his butt. He may not see daylight again for a long, long time. So much crime, so little time, Paul. We're going to hit the hole again when we come back. Hawaii is decriminalizing pot. And uh, we've got a Pokemon story. Oh, no, Pokemon story for you. You're going to love that. Detective Pikachu is on the case. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you in a few. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, I know it felt like forever, but the Popo Report is back Saturday night, Chicago, WS 890 AM. And hey, tell Aleka, turn on WLS AM. It'll turn you right on to this stuff, okay? Aleka? Who's Aleka? You know Aleka. I mean, Alexa. Alexa, Aleka, whatever. <laughs> That obnoxious thing that eavesdrops for the CIA and sitting in the middle of your dining room table, okay? You give it a lot of commands. You know, play my playlist. Hey, turn on the Popo Report. That's right. That's a good one. Huh? I'm going to try that. We'll teach her that. See what happens. You don't have one of those in your home, do you? No, Alexa, no. Oh, good. Or, or Alexa. They're bad. <laughs> I got my sister-in-law, Alexa. Yeah? Yeah, she's around all the time. <laughs> Can't get rid of her. <laughs> oh, Loop, this is one of my... I love this story. A woman shoots husband while trying to shoot someone else in road rage incident. Get another domestic people. Yeah, huh? Another domestic. <laughs> Listen, it's not bad enough you're shooting at people over a traffic thing. Right? Mm-hmm. You shoot your old man in the head. Not good. I mean, you got to make sure the coast is clear before you, <laughs> you know, point that gun at somebody. You before know. you start spraying, right? Well... This, this tells you all you need to know, right? The incident happened Saturday, 645, on Alabama 69 in Dodge City, Alabama. Dodge City, man. <laughs> well, the Dodge City you're thinking about is probably the one in Kansas, way out in Western Kansas. It doesn't Kansas, matter. Okay? The, the, the name's great. <laughs> it is great. On, on Highway Route 69 in Alabama in Dodge City. And uh, and then, you know, the, the dispute carried over to a home on County Road 160 in Bremen, Alabama, where Erica Cole attempted to shoot a second party, but instead struck her husband, Nicholas Cole. Got shot in the head. But hey. Think she did it on purpose? No, she probably didn't do it on purpose. They were both acting badly, I'm guessing. Right? A lot of road rage. Reckless. Right? But he he gets shot in the head, and he's in stable condition. Now, for those of you who are uninformed, okay, stable only means he's not going to drop dead in the next five minutes after that phone call. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could a be shot to the head. Well, right. It could be brain damaged forever. It could mean that uh, he's on life support, but he's stable right now. A shot to the head. Right? It's a serious thing, man. So, yeah, not good. Unless it's a graze, right? A little, like a new part on the side of your head or something. Unless you have a steel plate in your head to begin with, and then it just, you know. Bounces. Bounces right off. Well, Nicholas, I hope he had a hard head because uh, he's got. <laughs> he's going to be visiting his wife in jail for a while, I'm guessing, right? Oh, my oh, God. I'd love to see the sentencing on that one. That's where court TV would be great, right? <laughs> Come here, young lady. Okay, let me get this straight. You're trying to kill somebody with a firearm, but you shot your husband instead. Mm-hmm. You didn't even hit the people you were mad at. But let's pretend you did. 
And that because that's how I'm going to sentence you now. <laughs> Enjoy your next 20 years in the Alabama Department of Corrections, which I'm guessing is not fun. It'd be first degree murder. She's getting what it attempted murder, second degree assault, and reckless endangerment. She's yeah, got a lot of problems. So, this next one, Paul, when I heard about this, oh my god, my heart just sank. I mean, the feelings and emotions that this family must be going through, especially. The grandfather that dropped oh. that kid from the uh, from the ship on Puerto Rico, then when, when they were docked. Whoa! This, this is as tragic as it gets. Right, South Bend police officer Alan Wygand has got his little toddler, his wife with him, little his, vacay with the family. Yeah, his in laws, his uh-huh. in laws, his his mom and dad are with them. It's a big family vacation yeah. on a cruise ship. One of these monster. Cruise ships, you know, they're like 15, 16, 17 stories high. Grandpa's playing with his 18-month-old granddaughter. Yeah. And now, the story first breaks. There's several stories floating yeah, around the story, about this, what yeah. happened. The, fir- the story first breaks is he's dangling her outside of a window. And she he loses his balance and drops her mm-hmm. 15 stories, mm-hmm. which is about 150 feet, okay? Mm-hmm. Of course, the child does not survive that fall. Fast forward a day or two, now lawyers are having press conferences out in South Bend. And by the way, the grandfather is an employee uh, in St. Joseph County. I think that's where South Bend's at. He's a county employee. The dad of the victim child is a South Bend police officer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, I, I have grandchildren. I can't imagine being responsible for the death of one of them. No matter how it happened, even mm-hmm. just if we're in a car and it's we get hit, freak, it's no fault of our own, right? Freak accident, yeah, yeah. And you're right there; the whole family's right there with this nightmare. Yeah. And now the story has changed. There, we were in a swimming pool, maybe, and there was glass around it, and he thought there was glass, and I, I don't yes. know how the kid got up to the glass and was able to go over the top. Yeah, the stories just keep changing um maybe the uh the attorneys are you know framing this tragedy in a certain way because then they're able to uh frame uh the uh negligence lawsuit that way too you know the 11th stories off the ground and the kid hits concrete deck from below and they're in the water zone the story has changed a number of times i'm not sure i wonder i bet there's going to be some video showing up at some point I mean, I would I would imagine so. I mean, these uh, these boats are heavily surveilled. But they went through a tragic accident involving Grandpa too. The family needs answers as to why there's an open window and a wall full of fixed windows in a kids' play area. So that the dynamics have changed dramatically. Yeah, the grandfather here, the family, or or the attorneys, they're 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 laying blame on somebody else. Okay. Yep. Wrongful death lawsuit. You know, that's not a wrongful death lawsuit. It's just going to be a, a negligence suit. It's it's horrible. It's as tragic as it gets involving children. Just just a terrible, terrible story. And, and there's not going to be a happy ending to this one, no matter what you do. No, no, no. But hey, here's a happy ending for customs. The custom guys, huh? Oh, yeah. They're pretty happy. They seized the ship that's owned by J.P. Morgan, not the evil Mexican or South Americans <laughs> with a billion dollars worth of cocaine on it. It's a lot of cocaine. Thirty nine thousand pounds. Yeah, that's a that's a huge seizure, man. That's the second billion dollar seizure in in under a month, I think, by customs. What, what are they missing? Can you imagine what they're missing if they're grabbing ships? This is the second billion dollar seizure in less than a month. Wow. 
these uh these ports of entries are locked down, but I'm sure a lot's getting through. I mean, that's what they're just getting what ten twenty percent. I mean, you cannot uh, X-ray every container on every big ship that comes in. You can't do it. Not enough hours in the day. Not enough equipment. Not enough personnel. So you can imagine what they're missing. And since when did drug dealers start dropping a billion dollars worth of product on one boat? I mean, pretty bold, right? I mean, I, I, if if I'm the guy making this stuff, I'm not going to lose a billion dollars at once. That's real money. Well, Colombia is still responsible what seventy percent of the uh, cocaine production. I mean, they make that's a they make a lot of cocaine, man. Production is high. Production is high, and right? they, and they, I mean, they this this falls into the equation. They're gonna they're gonna lose several million, you know, dollars or or or, or whatever kilos of uh, coke per year. So, I mean, it's all fixed in. Well, I hope they I hope they really got it fixed in because these, these are big hits, and I'm I don't want to be the guy that was responsible for shipping that much of that product. I don't want to have to answer to my boss on that one. But you get a big problem. All right, Paul, we're going to hit the hole now. When we come back, we got a great story out of Spain. An American gets gored when he tries to take a selfie uh, while he's running with the Bulls. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSA May 90. Ah, uh, Chicago, like those crazy uncles that keep showing up at the family function and you wish they wouldn't. We're bad. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report. Saturday night, WSAM 890. Welcome back, my brother. We're coming back. We got the moms not showing a lot of love out in Utah. Which, what are, what this star do, huh? <laughs> well, she purposely locked her four-year-old son in a hot car because he was just, uh, you know, he was acting like a four-year-old kid. <laughs> and she said, I'm going to lock this kid up in the hot car as punishment. She's pretty bold about it, wasn't she? Hey. Yeah, but as often it'll teach these, him a lesson, Paul. Her problems don't end there, do they? Oh, no, no. <laughs> the kid's okay, right? The kid, thankfully, is okay. In fact, the call, the nine one one call, come comes in and saying, "Hey, you better get out of here and check out this kid who he's been putting a time out in a hot car." Well, mom was doing what, Luke? What was what? What sport was mom partaking in while this was going on? A little, little <laughs> meth and heroin, you know. A little injection of heroin, mm-hmm. huh? So we got heroin-addled mommy and her heroin-addled friends. One of them had enough sense to call the popo and go, listen, <laughs> I might shoot heroin, but this is over over the top, putting a four-year-old in a 100-degree-plus car. I mean, you don't act reasonably when you're doing illicit drugs, Paul. So. You think? You think that's? <laughs> you think that might be the problem? Or you think she would have done this without you know the aid of uh, narcotics? That's just her her mode of punishment. I'm going to say I'm voting yes. She would do it without the aid of narcotics. Mm. She just probably acted a little more swiftly on it. (laughs) Listen, heroin brings you down and makes you slow. It doesn't wind you up, right? (laughs) It's just supposed to be a depressant. (laughs) It makes you sleepy, you know, nodding and all that. She just wanted some peace and quiet, well, and this four-year-old was just, you know, getting on her nerves. He was messing up her high, He man. was being that's a four-year-old kid. That's hey, right. if you're going to get high, don't have kids. And the popo show up, and the syringe is within uh, arm's length of the kid in the car. Sometimes there's not a lot of love from the mom, huh? No. It's just, just not bad. And then we go down to Arizona, and this guy... Not, uh, a lot, not a lot of love either. Not a lot of love here. Not mm. at all, huh? And this guy pulled out his trusty little knife, and he... Uh, Slits a dude's throat in a local Seven Eleven for what reason? What was the what was the crime that this young man was per- 
taking in when he got his throat slit. My man was playing rap music yeah. and he made him feel unsafe. You know, those are. Uh, he told the Pope that I was feeling unsafe. I had to kill him. Unsavory lyrics. I think he was being a smart guy when he said, I'm feeling unsafe. Do you, don't you think? He wasn't actually feeling unsafe. I'm, I'm calling BS on feeling unsafe. What do you think he was feeling? I think he was feeling, I'm just going to kill this dude because I can. His, yeah. his, his, his inner demon kicked in and he just wanted to start slashing and slicing. Uh, my guess is this guy is the most disagreeable moron walking, okay? He stabs a kid who isn't playing rap music in the store. He's playing rap music out in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And when he came in the store, he decided to kill this kid and slice his throat for no good reason. That's The, re the reason he gave was because he's playing rap music and I felt threatened. I didn't like it. I, I hope there's a jail where he could sit 80 or 90 years thinking about this one. And he's in Arizona. They, uh, I'm pretty sure they have the death penalty down there still. My guess he's going to get it because... Because he claimed uh, he'd been attacked by all, uh, just about every minority group he could think of naming. I won't bother naming them, but... The blacks, the Hispanics, the Native Americans. <laughs> they I mean, they all them. got in on them, right? Yes, yeah. yes. In the past. So, he, you know, he's being held on a $1 million bond. He's not going anywhere. Because guys like this, they never have any money. <laughs> They're about as broke as you could be. J jail is an upgrade in living conditions for him. There you go. And guess what? He's, he's going to have the rest of his life to f sit in there and ponder this one. Adios. Hey, Hawaii, happy place, bro. Right? Let's go. Let's go ponder out in Hawaii about that. <laughs> That's right. If we could afford the airfare, we might do that. <laughs> it's a long ride to Hawaii. It is a long ride. Yes, it's very long. I'm but sure you... uh, what, what would they do out there? They're decriminalizing. Yeah, up to three grams of marijuana. What is that? Like a little? You could fit. You could fit a little bunch in the palm of your hand, right? Uh, like here's a gram, folks. So get get to your local equal or. Uh, a little pink package and break it open and spill out the contents. That's one gram. Mm -hmm. All right, that's what a gram looks like. So I'm I'm here to say, <laughs> you it's know, what? three grams of marijuana is not going to keep the party going for long, unless it's really really potent stuff. So everyone at the party it has to have at least three grams, okay? And then you can puff puff give. <laughs> yes, you know, everybody's got to have everybody's three grams. Got, yeah. Not one person come in and more than three grams, all right, guys? It's because the Popo now going to be carrying scales, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> <laughs> the gram scales. Like I said, you could just fit a little bit in the palm of your hand, like just a little little cuppy, yeah, little so cup right there. Open up that equal packet and spill out the contents. That's one gram. That's what a gram looks like, guys, mm -hmm. okay? Not a lot. There's not a lot of reefer, three grams. <laughs> reefer. I like that. But in, in Hawaii, it's no, it's not a criminal offense to have three grams. It's okay. And that is the smallest amount that any state has decriminalized or legalized. Simple possession of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Well, we're moving towards all of them doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. It's well, coming. It's going to happen, isn't it? I, we're going to see it happen in our lifetime because I, what, how many states now? A bunch, right? Like 15, 16? Right. Illegalize it? Hey, what's our next story? Uh, are you familiar with Pokemon? I, I, I'm familiar with it, but I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't. I mean, everyone's doing it. Everyone's playing it. Everyone's, you know, got the app. I don't have the app. Do you? I don't know, but I might get the app because some dude figured out how to get sixty thousand dollars for one of these Pokemon cards, right? A very rare Pokemon card. Now, I want to know. I I want to know the genius that sent some guy on eBay or a girl he's never talked to, never met, didn't know. He sent him $60,000. Here. And and you know how eBay works, right? 
it works off your bank account, PayPal, mm-hmm. right? So when you send someone sixty grand, there's you getting sixty thousand right now. Mm-hmm. As soon as that little bank hits your hot little bank account, all right. And guess what? <laughs> the dude has never got his card. That card's missing. That card is missing. Never got the Pokemon card, man. Huh? <laughs> and uh, but there's a YouTuber guy involved, right? And he says, I know both the buyer and the seller. And he said, what apparently happened is they having sold the card for 60000 Someone in the U.S. seller posted it domestically, after which the card was forwarded to Global Shipping, not Global Shipping uh, Center in New York City. The card was signed for, valued at $50,000 for insurance purposes, the highest uh, possible figure when you're insuring those sort of things, and sent on its way. However, <laughs> no one ever got it. And there was no tracking was ever noted. You think the somebody within the shipping company said, oh, there's a $50,000 insurance policy mm, on this package. What's in here? Yes, uh, it must be expensive. You know, you look around and see anybody was looking, and then you just snatch it. And you're, you got to sell it, though. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it's a very rare, it's the trainer number three, one of the rarest in existence, which was given out to a third-place finishers at a secret super battle, Paul. My God, this is like getting better. Maybe some Japanese dude will buy the the, the card for another sixty. So, well, anyways, the someone, the guy who bought it got fifty thousand, mm-hmm. right? You got the insurance policy, I'm sure. Yeah, of course, knowing insurance companies like they do, they don't like to pay. So maybe he didn't get the money yet, but the card turned up missing. So that whole tracking, you know, your cards guaranteed, and not necessarily make make it so. Like I said, get to you. Like I said, Detective Pikachu is on the case. And hey, we got this American who's gored while he was running with the bulls. He was trying to take a selfie, Paul. It's called recklessness right there. You know there. what, bro? Uh, I'm glad he got... That's called stupid, moronic behavior, okay? Oh, wait, let me take a selfie. Let me go back after I escape the bulls. Take a selfie. He thought he, he thought the coast was clear. He was almost done, but right near the finish line, <laughs> they got him. But, you well, know, he's, he's okay. Probably deserved to get gored. We're going to take another break, Paul. We're going to hit the hole. When we come back, we got funky crime punishment time. And we got that story. You know, a guy was having a hard time outrunning a fork, okay? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSM 890. Uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Chicago Popo Report is back. WSAM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Talking to you about all the foolishness that goes on out there, Popo. Maybe not involving the Popo sometimes, but this next case, <laughs> this is foolishness by rich people. I like when rich people act foolish, okay? And if you're driving an Audi SUV, yeah, you've got about sixty, seventy thousand dollars of wheels underneath you. What did mommy do here? This is another mom. Maybe not showing the love, bro. What'd she do? <laughs> mom, well, I, well, she thought it'd be a smart idea to. Uh... Uh, let's see. Uh, let's put let's put an inflatable pool on top of the car. Well, and, you know they uh, don't they don't um, they fly off. If you put it on top of the car, the wind take it and blow it right off. Right? That's right. So yeah. you know the next best thing is you know throw a couple two tree kids up there yes! to keep it from yes! flying off while I'm driving down the road in Dixon, Illinois. Home, former home of President Ronald Reagan, folks. Dixon, okay? Illinois. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, Reagan had to be the smartest guy in that town ever because this chick sure wasn't. <laughs> yeah. The, pol- the popo won't care if I'm driving my hot Audi SUV down the street with an inflated pool on the roof and two of my daughters in it. 
They won't care, right? Uh, this one? They go, ah, this, I, this may be a crime. Well, yeah, we're talking about, yeah, we're talking <laughs> reckless conduct. Uh, <laughs> let's see, failing to secure young passengers. Uh, endangerment. I mean, yeah. Hey, and, and the Popo not being too stupid. <laughs> they took pictures of this and released them. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> she, uh, she's not too smart, huh, our mommy? Miss Miss Yeager, yeah, she's going to live, uh, you know, with she, this store for posterity. Oh, we're going to talk about this, right? She's she got to go to court. She's, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. I wonder if they took the kids. Did they take the kids? Did they say how old the kids were that were up there on the roof of the Audi Q5? Two juvie daughters. No, well, I mean, they got to be under what, 18, 17? Well, they have some weight to them, man. That's a little weight to them to hold the pool down. How fast was she going? I mean, she's on a highway, so she's not going slow. She's on a highway, too. Okay. Well, you know, well, some of these, some of these uh, uh, SUVs, they have the uh, the railings on top of the uh, on top of the on the roof. So the kids are they're holding on. You know, they've they're they're holding on. This this has got to be right up there with. Hey, let's let's give the kids a little heroin today to keep them straightened out, okay? Because nothing but tragic could have happened in this one. No, no, no. Huh? It was very Florida of her oh, was, <laughs> to do yes, that. It, yes, it was. Moving right along, huh? to Florida. Ah, folks, you know what time it is now. We're back in Florida, and this genius, we loved him. What this guy do, Luke? What this Florida man do? Got himself shot, didn't he? <laughs> he tried. He tried to rob, uh, you know, a couple guys. It turns out that that they were uh, they were popos, you know, LEOs, law enforcement officers. Up to the Wildwood, Florida, and after after they said, "Hey, genius, we're the popo." He just continued to be stupid, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> this is why he gets the banjo music this week, okay? All right. All right. Hey, foolish man. We are the popo. How do I know that's real? How yeah. do I know yeah, that's real? Bad. How do I know that's real? I'm, if you don't put that gun away, we're going to shoot you. That's how you know it's going to re be real, real in a second here. And guess what? He got shot. He, he got didn't shot. put the gun away, right? Yeah. So uh, he doesn't even, you know what? We can't even mention this guy's name. Hey, he's, outlaws. He's too dumb. Outlaws, pick your pick your victims wisely, okay? So yeah, this guy posted a fake advertisement offering jet skis for sale. Okay, so the popos show up at at the location, which turns out that he didn't even live there. He just <laughs> just made an just address. Just made up. an address and just lying in wait. And then Bring his, your cash for the jet skis. Then his victims show up and he gets the surprise of a lifetime. We got cash, but guess what else we got on us? <laughs> we got guns, big yeah. guns. Big glocks. So this happens with, a know, lot. 17 round magazine. Yeah. Maybe you want to reconsider robbing us today. Yeah, when you're <laughs> when you're doing these sales, people, yeah. Do it in a public space, do it at a police station, bring a gun, bring a friend. Um <laughs> be careful. Listen, you listen, you can't be careful enough because we just did a story a couple of weeks ago where we had a young kid trying to sell a PS uh, something uh yeah. toy. Him and his, his father, dad's with him. Right. And the two dudes shot him and killed him over it, right? Yeah. So these deputies, young, healthy dudes, right, in shape, little, little, got no problem at all shooting a bad guy. None. <laughs> they show up with a cash, a pocket full of cash to buy jet skis. They're expecting, yeah, and expecting the worst, hoping for the best. <laughs> well, they had a good day. I'm saying good, good day for the deputies, right? That's right. Took a bad guy off the street, kept their money. And genius, just if I'm the judge, I don't even know if I put this guy in jail. You're too stupid to put in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put you in jail because you're too stupid. 
Depends how bad he got shot, I guess. So this next one out of Florida, Paul. That's shocking. We're in Florida still. We're still in Florida. You know, a simple a simple traffic stop leads to uh, you know, finding some some uh some weed in a black Bob Marley backpack. Bro, you're kind of a younger guy. What's Bob Marley known for? He, he, he likes smoking the reefer. A lot. He's like, would be like the world ambassador for a reefer, right? Him and Willie Nelson. Yes. Or Bob think, Marley. Does he have one over, over Willie or does Willie have one over? I, I would say Bob was more well known about it long before Willie. Uh-huh. Willie kind of picked up the mantle. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Snoop Dogg, right? And Snoop, Willie and yeah. Snoop Dogg. But Bob Marley was before both those guys. Although Willie's probably been, you know, he's 220 years old. He's been smoking dope for, you know, since 1910. But Bob Marley was was serious dope smoker, and everybody knows that. And and so the dude, what's he do with his dope? He puts it in his Bob Marley backpack. The Popo would never search that, would they? Oh no, (laughs) never happened. Except in Florida, maybe. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So yeah, in a mason jar, forty two grams, and they did a field test on that. What did you really need? It's more than three grams, ain't it, bro? (laughs) (laughs) He would have been. He'd been illegal in Hawaii, but this is insane. Uh, St. Petersburg in Florida, very nice town, I might mm-hmm, add, on the Gulf mm-hmm. Coast there, right? And yeah, yeah Popo dealing with a lot of uh, marijuana issues down there and party stuff. They've got a great, there's a great steakhouse there in, in St. Petersburg. They have a lot um, of good restaurants in St. Pete. Yeah. One of the St. oldest. St. Pete Beach, right? Yeah, one yeah. of the oldest steakhouses uh, around. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bob Marley. There you go. Wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, the deputy approaches a car. What's he smell? He's smelling a little pot, isn't he? Well, 42 grams. I mean, you can smell that. He's, got he's it probably in a smoking mason it, too. Jar. It's in a mason jar. You think you think he was dumb enough to smoke it in the car, actually? You, you think so? Yeah, he was dumb enough, yeah. <laughs> well, he gets his butt charged with possession of marijuana with intent to sell. A felony. Hey, but the bond was only $2,000. No, right? man. That's not bad, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, guess what? Uh, he got a rap sheet and includes a 2018 conviction for the same crime. <laughs> Go figure. He didn't learn his lesson the first time, did he? Got probation the first time. Might not get it a second time down there in St. Petersburg. Let's go out to Georgia, Paul. Okay. A little north. For a little further north, huh? We got a baker who confuses uh, a woman's Moana birthday cake request for a little marijuana. So yeah, you go to you, you go to this, you know, baker, you you know, I want I want this on my cake. And uh, there's a little confusion. So and once you get there, you get your cake and it has it's a. It's got a marijuana theme on it. Yes, yes, it does. I saw a picture of it. Right, it was clearly. This is for someone who partakes in smoking a lot of marijuana. Right, <laughs> included my little pony horse with bloodshot eyes, puff of smoke next to her, <laughs> a little a little canvas leaf tattooed on her haunch. Dude, I got to tell you, bro. I, I'm thinking the dude that got it. Popped in St. Petersburg with the Bob Marley backpack. I'm, I'm saying he made this cake in Georgia. Oh, my God. Huh? It sounds like a cake he would make. You think this Georgia woman get her money back? I think she got her money back. Or why not just go run with it? Why not just run with it and, you know, just have fun with it? <laughs> Eat it and see if, you know, see how you feel afterwards. All right, Paul, we're going to hit the hole for one more time. And we'll, but when we come back, all you can eat doesn't necessarily mean... All you can eat, okay? And we've got a great happy ending involving three Chicago police officers. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. You won't get no dessert till you clean off your plate, so eat it. Don't you tell me you're full, just eat it. Eat it. Ah, uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. 
Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. This is the hot finish, the big close. This is what you've been waiting for all night on WLS 890 AM. We're going out to Springfield, Mass. With a fatty, Loop. <laughs> Probably oh a politically incorrect term, but the man was large, okay? Really large, large and in charge, yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, he takes e- all-you-can-eat buffet to a whole new Olympic level, huh? He should have a, a parade for this dude. <laughs> what do he do down there at the Golden Corral buffet in Springfield, Mass.? Well, he sits down to have a you know a nice little buffet, and uh, seven hours later, and fifty to seventy pounds, you know, of that delicious buffet food, he's kindly asked to leave. I don't think he was and kindly he, asked, and he and he got upset. He got indignant. Mister Fleming was upset. Yes, yes, he was upset. What do you mean I have to leave? This is all you can eat. I clearly haven't eaten all that I can eat. I'm a big guy, Paul. He's a big guy in a wheelchair because he's so big. He can't walk. And I love this story. You know why? Because the reporter clearly did not like this dude, did he? Huh? A, he, he's managed to bust out in the first paragraph that, that he's on welfare, okay? We're, uh-huh. we're going to welfare shame him. Yeah. And then, not asked to leave, but wheeled out. And to wheel him out. He's so big. <laughs> This reporter really, really disliked this dude, Mr. Fleming, who, by the way, has sued Golden Corral Corporation for $2 million for false advertising. <laughs> That's a lot of all you can eat. Hey, listen, I, you know, if I'm Golden Corral, listen, why don't you come back about an hour before closing, okay? We'll let you pull your little wheelchair or, whatever, or scooter right up to the buffet bar and hand you a big spoon, and you don't have to go back and forth. You could just march down the whole tray. The whole line of trays there, right? Or here's an eight-pound roast that we didn't sell tonight. We didn't cut up. It's yours, (laughs) Mr. Fleming. You big appetite. 50 to 70 pounds of... I got to tell you, I'm not sure I believe this story. I don't think anybody could eat 50 to 70 pounds of food in seven hours. In, that's in seven hours. That's after, you know, going to the bathroom, unloading. pounds an hour. And and then coming back, you know... if I get a six-ounce steak, I'm full now. How are you going to eat 10 pounds an hour? That's a lot of food. But he was insulted, you know, that he was asked He's to... upset. He's very mad. $2 million no. worth. His little welfare scooter driving big butt suing him for $2 million. He T.O.'d, man. What about this, though? I mean, the <laughs> restaurant chain, they, the uh, the restaurant manager, they, they threw him under the bus. They're like, he acted, he was overzealous, that was premature. He should never have done that. Asked you to leave after eating 70 pounds of food, seven hours. They try to, you know, compensate him. You know, I, hey, I, let's, not go, let's not go the whole lawsuit route. Here, we, you know. Sir, we're, we're reasonable come people. On, 70 come pounds on. of food. <laughs> we charge you for the one serving, right? No, you could eat buffet of eleven ninety five or whatever it is at Golden Corral. By the way, not a bad buffet, Golden Corral. You're in the middle of nowhere, and and that's your only option. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but this guy is fifty to seventy pounds of food. I'm I'm telling you, I'm bouncing him out of my restaurant if I'm running it. Okay, I, I don't think you sue me. All right, I, I don't hours. think a jury is going to find for you, my friend. Is there a good baseball game going on? A good, you know, <laughs> seven <laughs> I mean, hours. You watch a triple header, <laughs> a triple feature of yeah. something. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, it's a great story, right? <laughs> and we're not fat shaming, okay? We're just reading the story, folks, and it is uh, 
the journalists did them no favors. I mean, they offered him a significant amount of money, the company, the restaurant chain. But he said, no, I want my $2 million. I think his attorney said, you want your $2 million. You know, million. you got to show damages. What's his damages? <laughs> they, they wouldn't let me eat anymore that night? They probably saved his life. That'd be my defense. Folks, we saved his life. He was going to burst. The, the guy wasn't going to be able to fit outside the door if he ate any more food. Infliction of emotional distress, Paul. Well, that's going to be his argument because um, it's not intentional. Because he was he wasn't underfed. They didn't throw him out underfed that night. Intentional infliction. It was insulting, Paul. Insulting. <laughs> I almost think the story is made up. It's so bad. And whatever. And then we go to Long Island. We're at Bagel Shop. I saw the video on this. Okay, we get this dude, little dude, five feet tall. And starts raging out in the bagel shop, presumably 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, whatever, that uh, the chicks are mistreating him on, on dating sites. You're great women. Why is that okay? Great. Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. That's okay? Who said that to you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making that up? Everywhere I go, I get the same smirk with the biting lip. <laughs> he says, I think he's got anger issues. Maybe maybe not so much being five feet tall not getting him a date. He's got some problems for sure, yeah. <laughs> well, he winds up getting tuned up by a dude in the bagel shop. The Napoleonic complex. Well, he, he challenges this guy who's clearly much bigger than him. And he's bump chesting with him and all that. And, and finally, some other dude got tired of it. and just, enough. Just... Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? I'm not standing. You shut up, too. You shut you asked for it, you got it. Go ahead and attack me. And the dude lit him up, man. Oh. He jumped on him, right? And I, I'm guessing everybody in the bagel shop were doing a lot of clapping, clapping, clapping. <laughs> that, one, huh? that was an angry little man there, bro. Huh? That was good audio. That was a great audio. Thanks to Brett. Yeah. Grabbing that one. <laughs> Those misogynistic comments have no place in a bagel shop. That's right. We won't stand for it. Mm -hmm. Popo Report will will out you every time. <laughs> You've been outed, <laughs> little guy. That's right. Not now you could really complain. <laughs> or not. The fat guy might have a bigger beef with us. <laughs> the, the angry little guy. <laughs> Uh, we're almost done, Loop. Uh, the pain is almost over with. Clay, Saturday night, folks. Clay County, Missouri, Paul. Uh, like Missouri. What happened down there in Clay County? <laughs> whenever, whenever anything involves flatulence, it is hilarious. In any kind of context, anywhere, you name it, if there's a fart, it's amazing. So here, uh, police in Liberty, Missouri, were able to sniff out a hiding suspect after they say the suspect passed gas or farted loud it gave away his hiding spot hmm you gotta go you gotta go <laughs> there's <laughs> no holding back sometimes you can't hold it back <laughs> you know and the uh the uh, liberty pd they have a great sense of smell for sniffing this perp out oh, that was kudos so to you that's so witty <laughs> this, this will be in their greatest hits i guarantee it and we're gonna close with a great story Oh, happy ending time. Yeah, it's happy ending, man. Ooh. This is a great story, my friend. A this local is story, right? CPD guys at their finest, huh? They're jumping into action. What happened? This happened in June. It happened a while ago, but they just got, uh, everybody just got a nice award. 
uh, this past week at the Chicago Patrolman's Federal Credit Union. Mm-hmm. So you know Phil Klein standing around. It's right across the street from the FOP. Over there? Yeah, over by there. Over by there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get an award for saving the life of an eight-year-old kid who got shot. And we're going to give a shout-out to field training uh, officer Sergio Corona and two probationary officers, right? Uh, PPLs. Brendan Lyons and, how do you pronounce Miss Morgan's name? Raven Morgan. Raven Morgan. They responded to an injured child call. A kid was bleeding out, and he cut himself on a fence somehow. He was a little kid, mm-hmm. and they got a tourniquet on this kid and saved his life. And I, I, I watched the press conference, uh, the award ceremony. Uh, first, first, let me let me mention Sergio Corona. Okay, he he had more medals than Idi Amin did at his high high life in his point. Idi Amin was a general in Africa, <laughs> ran the country, had a lot of medals. Like, but Sergio. Fairly young dude, man. Sergio was—he was lit up with awards. You're the man, Sergio, and that does it for us this Saturday night. For Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre, and as always, don't poo poo on the popo, and mind your own business, and watch your six. We'll see you next week.